Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If, 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 if your blood runs orange and blue, orange and blue, blue this, this is the pod, the pod for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So, we're doing uh, mid-season grades, mid-season report cards as we hit the mid-season point this week. And uh, we're going to focus today on the head coach, Tom Thibodeau, the man I was just raging on uh, 20 minutes ago. So, uh, Tibbs has coached the Knicks to a 22-19 and 19 record thus far this season. I think it's been a season that we could definitely say has been a true roller coaster ride. We've seen long winning streaks, long plays of really solid play from this team. We've seen long losing streaks and long stretches of poor play from this team. But they kind of even it out to have a record that still leaves them three games above 500. Some of the key decisions I think we've seen from Tibbs this season has been how he's handled the rotation, which has changed drastically since the beginning of the season. So uh, at times earlier, it started, it included uh, Cam Reddish and Derrick Rose uh, in the rotation. More recently, it's featured younger players like Deuce McBride and Jericho Sims in the rotation. There was a major change to the starting lineup that included Quinn Grimes in for Evan Fournier, who went to the bench briefly before being taken completely out of rotation. He's gotten back in rotation since RJ Barrett's injury. Um, but that has essentially been kind of what we've seen from Tibbs and how he's managed the team uh, fundamentally in terms of how they play. Started the season as more of an up-tempo team, have reverted back to more of a, of a slow-it-down half-court team. Offensively, they've actually been pretty good in terms of efficiency. Defense has turned the corner since they went to the nine-man rotation, but it's still been a little bit up and down. Uh, Tommy, how do you grade Tibbs' performance thus far this season? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I'm of the belief that could head coaches get too much credit when when teams are successful uh, in the NBA in particular. Um, you know, in, in baseball, managers basically got to you know control the bullpen and certain other minor adjustments here and there. Um, but in the NBA, um, probably too much credit when there's when when teams succeed and too much blame when when things go wrong um so i looking at the big picture nick's top 10 in, in defensive rating top nine in offensive rating um top 10 in both categories is, is obviously where you want to be um eighth overall in net rating three games above 500 um without an overly talented roster um obviously an upgraded point guard has been the biggest difference um the things that i really knocked tibbs on last season um was his ridiculous reliance uh of playing alex burks um you know over the yeah. second half of the season a 30 year old shooting guard when he had quickly um who's proven that he can more than handle his own as a starting nba player um and again it's the frustration lies in the fact that 
had quickly been given this same opportunity. I think he leads the league in minutes uh, since Christmas. Had he been given this opportunity over the second half of last season, unquestionably his trade value would have been higher, which means it would have been far more likely that Ainge or whoever else the Knicks were at three, get a three-team deal involved. Somebody would have been willing to pony up for, for IQ, especially if the Knicks were willing to let him go because they're not convinced he could handle a contract you know it was worth a contract extension i assume they've changed their tune on that um mm -hmm. again it, it leans back to um the problem wasn't just that it cost the knicks victories um which in the grand scheme of things whether they win 37 or 35 or, or 38 or 36 wasn't all that important it was about the uh, evolution of the franchise and what was best for the long-term direction of the young players on the team that means playing ob more minutes play playing iq more minutes in a lost season when the knicks were 13 games under 500 in february um that hasn't been as much nearly as much as an issue this year whether it's because leon rose said tibbs uh, either you play iq or i'll find a head coach who will um you know <laughs> You play the young guys, you get Forney out of the rotation, you get Rose out of the rotation, um, put McBride in, play IQ more minutes. Um, that led to victories, which proved that that philosophy, that that theory was was correct at the time. Um, so that being said, whether it's because his hand was forced or because he came to it of his own will and volition, um, I suppose is neither here nor there. The, the reality is the Knicks have benefited from it. And again, three games over 500. Um uh, the record is what the record is. Um, again, it's not, and it's not smoke and mirrors. The net rating, you know, justifies that, 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 uh, solid, re uh, uh, record. Um, so, uh, grade wise, I'd probably be at a C plus B minus somewhere in that range. Um, again, um, I, I'm not going to give him too much credit for the fact that Brunson's having a career year, um, because, you know, Brunson has been slowly developing towards this opportunity, the opportunity presented itself and he damn sure has made the most of it. Um, yep. you know, uh, Grimes should have played more last season. He's getting an opportunity playing really well. Um, and, and Mitch Rob, uh, has stayed healthy. That's obviously been a key. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at on the, on the head coaching grade wise. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, so to me, let me let me start with what I can give Tibbs credit for. Um, he at least did make adjustments. He he didn't he didn't sit there and watch his team toil away for half a season for doing anything uh, rash. So there were the again was that the front office was that someone else we don't know, but he's the coach, so I have to give them the credit for. It. Just like if there's a trade that's made, whether it's the owner or the GM, I have to give the GM credit for it. So um, so I give him credit for understanding that. You could no longer start Evan Fournier. You could no longer be playing 10 guys. Derrick Rose could not play in this rotation regularly. Um, I didn't think Cam Reddish had to be out of the rotation, but I think that taking him out was turned out to be the right move with where things have gone. So this, what we've argued about with him, this inflexibility that we saw with the roster last year, we have not seen. Um, we've seen him change the starting lineup. We've seen him change uh, the rotation. Uh, at times where, you know, we went long stretches last year. There were no real big changes except for Kimball Walker, sometimes being in the rotation, sometimes being out of the rotation. That was the only changes that we really saw for an entire season, which was insane. So 
uh, he deserves credit for that. Um, I think he deserves credit for the Knicks um, offensive improvement in the sense that, yes, Brunson does a lot and he deserves way more credit than Tibbs does. But I do think, as I said on the last podcast, Tibbs getting them to play at a lot more faster pace to start the year, I think put them in a better position to execute better offensive as the season has gone on. Um, there is more movement. There are guys who are are, are not just standing around. Um, they they play, I think, more of a like together basketball. There's not so much a reliance on isolation, even as they return to more half court play. So uh, those are I think the two main things uh, I give Tibbs credit for. Um, now here's the the, the 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 bad part. Number one, some of these issues with the rotation started with the bad decisions he made to begin with. Um, I, I said, and in preseason, I said that McBride has to play. Like there, like I don't. I've seen enough. He has to get on the court, and that means Derrick Rose has to sit. Then Derrick Rose has to sit. He decided not to do that, and then we got that month where Derrick Rose was just you know a corpse basically out there, and and really wasn't giving us anything. Um, he started the season saying that he had to start Fournier because they quote unquote needed shooting, even though Quentin Grimes you know broke the record for most threes as a Nick in one game. Um, had games had a game this year where he had like what eight threes. Um, and and, and we saw Fournier and how he just did not work with their starting lineup and how defenses cooked the Knicks backcourt defensively because you cannot have a backcourt of Fournier and Brunson together. I saw that. Anybody who knows basketball saw that. He somehow did not see that because we, quote, unquote, needed shooting. And how many games the Knicks lose because they couldn't guard anybody stuff here. So that's a knock on tips. Um, the Knicks brought in Isaiah Hartenstein. And Hartenstein, known to be great passer, great ball handler, great in dribble handoff. The Knicks run none of that stuff. They run no high post action with him. Don't do anything to uh, to 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 kind of accentuate his talents, accentuate what he does well. So we've seen his value tank, and he's not playing well, and he's still playing. So they're still playing him like he's neurons in the wall, even though that's not how he plays. And they have a guy in Jericho Sims who would fit more of the role that Tibbs clearly wants from his back of five, and he seems to not want to play him unless there's some injuries. So we're stuck with Hardenstein struggling and Sims can't get consistent minutes. So that's a knock on Tom Thibodeau. So uh, it's been a, a very mixed bag from the Knicks head coach. I think he's done a better job than he did last year. But if I was grading him last year, he would have got like a D or an F. Like I, he would not be the coach if I was the general manager uh, right now. So uh, he's done a better job. I, I think that I do want to make that clear. Has he done a good job? No, I don't think he's done a good job. This is a Knicks team. That's three games above 500. I think if you looked at them before the season, you say they're a team that's around 500. They're, that's kind of what they should be somewhere close to there. You don't get credit for doing the bare minimum. Like, like this, this is not, uh, we're, we're not giving out, you know, easy grades here. You know, I, I do, uh, I do teach in, in college and I, you know, I, I'm not someone who grades on a curve. So, so no, just because the expectations were middling, just because you make them doesn't mean you get a high grade. So that being said, Tom Thibodeau, I'm giving you a C on this. C is passing. You didn't fail. Um, you, you've done some certain things. I've seen some of the things you've done, but there, there's there been too many games this year. And I mentioned earlier on this podcast about their their inability to execute late in games, and that to me is, is again continues to be his worst uh, attribute as a coach. There are no adjustments in games. There's there, the team doesn't even know what they want to do uh, to try to finish games, and to keep to just only keep putting down the players. You can only do that for so long. And I I even held out. I defended Tibbs after that Mavs game. I sat on this podcast and defended him. But to see them consistently do this, the Raptors game that they could have lost, they also couldn't finish. Um, it's a clear problem, and 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 their record could be a lot better had they had they uh, finished these games better down the stretch. So 
um, for Tibbs, I'm giving you a C. Yeah, the 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 pros of Tibbs, you know, basically throughout his whole career, motivating players, getting teams ready, teams will play hard for him, you know, et cetera, that type of rah-rah stuff. The con for Tibbs, stubbornly rigid, doesn't make adjustments in grand scheme of things, you know, took him forever to, for the Knicks to finally increase the three-point production and then in-game X's and O's stuff. He's just ne never been near the top of the league, probably never will be. Um, so, you know, you just kind of take the pros with the cons. The good thing for Tibbs is that this team is competitive in the playoff hunt. If they were not, he's just not the not the coach for a, re a rebuilding or a team on the, you know, that needs to learn and get there, you know, and, and have minutes and get reps. Um, so I think it's very fortunate for the Knicks front office. Leon Rose is not put in a difficult position um, for the Knicks to be above 500. A lot of that is on because of Jalen Brunson and, and Randall rebounding um, as well as he has um, both literally on the court and metaphorically just in, in you know, just in terms of the, all the drama and the nonsense that he dealt with last season. He's, he's done a better job of acting professionally this season. So, um, but yeah, very, uh, um, you know, it's amazing that we're already 41 games into the season already halfway over. It seems like uh, things just uh, fly by. Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy how fast the season has gone. I mean, I don't know if it's because, of the, the NFL season and so many teams being in the mix, you feel like you're still really tuned into the NFL. Right. Uh, and then you snap back and you're like, oh, halfway the season. <laughs> now the playoffs are here. You're like, okay, what's going on with the NBA? Oh, snap, half the season's already gone. So yeah, it is crazy where we've been. And look, when I when I'm when I'm evaluating a coach, to me, it's like if any other guy was in this spot, where would this team be? Like, for example, had we been doing a podcast two years ago, Tibbs would have got an A. <laughs> like, I think that a lot of coaches would not have gotten the Knicks to, to, to that record and what they did. He did a fabulous job, and I was here the first person saying, not the first person, but one of the loudest people saying, Coach of the Year, absolutely, he's done a tremendous job. Uh, last year, again, I look at that roster. A lot of team, a lot of other coaches would have a lot better with that, so you get an F. Yes. Um, here, I say, okay, what would other coaches would have done? I think most coaches probably have the same record. Some would be better. So uh, you get a passing grade C. You're doing okay. But, like, I, I don't think this is any special coaching job that's being done by him. Um, real quickly, any any adjustments you want to see uh, going forward? Yeah, I mean, just, uh, again, the rotation-wise, be more flexible in terms of when things aren't going well. Um, you know, it shouldn't have taken them that long to get McBride minutes, as you noted. Mm -hmm. um, it, and it shouldn't take this long. We've seen we don't need five more games of Harden Signs stinking it up to right from the rotation. Exactly. You know, like get a small sample. And it's not for the rest of the season. You know, if Mitch goes down, you're going to need Harden Signs to play 24 minutes a night. Of course. Um, if, if Sims tweaks an ankle and he's out, then OK, then Harden Signs back. You same way Fournier had to stay ready. Um, it, again, that situation. Um, when you see that it isn't working, don't be afraid to, to mix things up and, and make make quicker decisions from that standpoint. Yeah, I, I echo those sentiments. It, it takes them too long to to make those those decisions that you know could save you two or three games in the standings. And you're talking about trying to make the playoffs or avoid the play, and like that matters. Like this isn't just like oh well, you lost this game. Oh well, like no, the, all these games matter. Like games you should win that you don't win because you don't make certain adjustments or you wait three or four games to make those adjustments. They're they're a problem, you know. So. So I, I echo those sentiments. I think I would also, uh, as I said before, I would like to see them do a better job of the the, the shot distribution throughout the team. Um, we know Brunson and Randall can score. Uh, I think, and they have an injury, so I understand why they've relied on even more recently. But I would like to see some of these other guys get shots. We've seen that when Quickly gets shots, he can produce. We've seen that when Grimes gets shots, that he can produce. Uh, they got to keep Mitchell involved offensively because 
you know, he gives you so much defensively on the glass. You got to feed him. You got to keep him engaged. Put so I want to see them. Yeah. Totally. Put players in position to succeed. You know, for instance, when IQ is on the floor by himself and he shouldn't be in the fourth quarter, you should have either Randall or Brunson on the floor. But right. that's, again, another adjustment needs to be made. Run some more pick and rolls the same way Brunson gets the benefit of those. Run those for IQ. Um, have have Mitch Robs, you know, run one five screens up top. Um, same for, for, for Grimes. We know where he can be successful. Put him in position to be successful. Um, and those are some of the things I like to see going forward as well. And and if you're gonna absolutely play, absolutely and, so and if you're gonna play Hardenstein, have him run dribble handoffs and have him do the things that he's proven he can handle. Right. Don't just be uh, you know something. Don't ask him to fill uh, something to, to play a role that he's not comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't say that any better. So uh, we'll see how the second half of the season goes. We're officially at the halfway point, so a lot to improve for Tibbs, and, and hopefully he will make those uh, adjustments. But 